Wyman, Dylan, welcome to the Pound Town Podcast, my man. Jimbo Slice, what a week, man. If there's one thing that I need, it's like an hour of bullshitting and just talking about fist fighting with you. I'm serious. <laughs> How's chopping wood? How's, let's start off with that. It's absolutely terrible, dude. <laughs> terrible. And, uh, yeah, it takes so long to, to get a, a good fire going. So it was like 59 degrees in here when I got home from work. And uh, and then our landlord tells us uh, a few days ago that we can't burn wood no more. Because with her insurance told her that, which my dad's landlord told him the same thing. And uh, my dad pretty much said, like, you know, I'm not going to quit burning wood. And uh, but, yeah, she told us that. And there's a gas tank out here. But it looks like it's from World War Two. And. Uh, I don't know if it, you know, it has I don't know if it's been leak tested or. Or what? And it's like eight hundred dollars to get, I think, sixty percent fill. And uh, I mean, I'm thinking she ought to pay for it, but I don't know. She owns the home that you're renting. Yes. See, I thought that she should be responsible for providing us a heat source. I mean, in my opinion, that's part of being a landlord. Yeah, and I mean, we gave her three thousand dollars when we moved in. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it should have been filled up then, really. I mean, if I wanted to be a dick, that might be a conversation you need to be having tomorrow. I have to. Yeah. Is she a fan of the Pound Town podcast? I guess. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> hey, I think she's. I think she's only uh, been to Pound Town. Maybe a couple times, twice. She got two sons, and they both. Uh, Mike, Mike's awesome, and uh, I better not use names, but his other brother's a little bitch. He's got. Uh, he looks like a little yard gnome. He's got fucking short man syndrome. I about slapped him across the driveway the other day. I'm just looking for the right time. <laughs> I've never heard of a, a grown man be referred to as a, a yard gnome. He's so mad. He just is so bitter, dude, and he tries to be so tough. He's like four <laughs> foot tall. <laughs> What's he so mad about? Because he can't burn wood. <laughs> yeah, he just he's mad because uh, I don't know. His brother's got a fat Hazel calls it a robot leg because he's got a fake leg. And he's the one that. My, he's the one that's awesome, dude. He's always out here. He's always out here working his ass off. I mean, every just like earlier, I was out there and he, dude, he was out there feeding and he gets. I mean, he gets. They knock him down and everything. It's. I feel bad for him because the fucking cows, man, especially that one, is a little bitch, and they'll wait for him to come, and uh, they'll knock him down. I mean, like right in the middle of the field. Oh. And, Gosh. Yeah. And his brother's supposed to be out here helping, and he's just a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> robot leg. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I like your robot leg. And I'm like, Hazel, okay, so quit. And he's trying, he's talking to me, you know, and she keeps saying it. Hey, I like your robot leg. <laughs> I'm like, stop. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have to have a talk tomorrow. Nobody wants to be done burning wood more than me. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, lady, I don't want to burn wood either, but, yeah, I mean, why are you going to invest $800 into a heater that, I mean, you guys might not be there next year. You don't know. No, you never know. Yeah. What if you invest in uh, uh, filling this tank up 60% and something else goes down? Yeah, and see, uh, my mom and them, they get, they get, uh, they fill their 50%, and that lasts them all winter. And, you know, winter's halfway over now, and we have to get, because of who it's through, we'll have to get like 60 or, yeah, 60 or 65% full. And, uh, and hell, I mean, we, we won't be using it. Like you said, we may, 
what if we're not here in a year and we may we'll only use a little bit of it and you can't just get a a 10% full you know so yeah that's a raw deal man anyway so big fight this weekend big fight you let me tell you this story about today I know you'll you'll love this dude I was my first call this morning and uh, I drove the truck home last night the work truck because he had a job for me in Scottsburg and uh, which it's closer for me to you know leave from here and go to Scottsburg than it is to drive all the way to the shop and get the truck in Jeffersonville and then drive to Scottsburg so I uh, I go to this call this morning and uh, he sends a, uh, this new guy his name's Daniel he's a he's a younger boy but he sent him as my helper and uh i got there and he was already sitting in the driveway and this house is huge it's like 10 bedrooms and uh not a light on in the house so we sit out in the driveway for like 30 minutes till like eight o'clock and uh like we go up and knock on the door and nobody answers so we go back and sit in the truck for a while and I, i'm texting the number i tried calling it and uh you know, we're just pretty much just sitting out there. I was watching uh, UFC Embedded. And so uh, finally, they, they, I see somebody moving around in there. <laughs> so we go back up and ring the doorbell again. And it's there's seven guys that live there. Okay, All virgins. All, I, I'm guaranteeing, and I'll put my house on it, that they're, they're all virgins. And uh, it's... And this is a nice house. Like you wouldn't think anything foul would come out of the door, the smell. But uh, as soon as the dude opens the door, I can smell it. It's like cat piss and, and dog piss, or I don't know. Oh. So, so I go in and uh, the the panels downstairs. They're they're wanting to get a um, which I did. Two of the day, I told you I feel like I'm that's all I'm doing is them Tesla chargers. So they're wanting to get um, a Tesla charger installed. So I had to go to the basement. And dude, I go down in the basement and I'm telling you, every single like layer that I went down with the smell got worse. So I get all <laughs> I get to the basement, dude, and and I've got some pictures I'm gonna send you. But I wanted to tell you the story first. But they got this huge, the whole basement's finished and they got this huge table with all their posters and all their stuff set up. And I guess they play that Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yes. Man, they, they, <laughs> they wear the robes. They got robes and wig, wigs and everything. You Have you seen that, uh, the show The Witcher? <laughs> yeah. Where that lady's sitting there talking and she's talking about The Witcher and then her husband runs up the stairs with that wig on. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine started watching that the other day and she's like, I'm going to get you a wig. I was like, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so, so I'll see this table and all that. And I go into this, one of the guy's bedrooms and dude, it was the nastiest. They put him in there in the one room that's in the unfinished part of the basement. And dude, there was so much cat shit and cat puke and hair. Oh. Dude, it was the worst smell I've ever smelled. And I'm sitting there trying to take pictures and stuff, you know, and, like, sending them to jazz. Like, I dropped my pliers one time, and they slipped right into cat puke. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not fucking picking them up. I swear, every bit of the trash, the wire I stripped and everything, I left that right there in the floor. Oh and uh, I usually gosh. don't. I usually, yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, seven guys, and it's just uh, the nastiest place and i'm i'm guessing one or two of them were coders you know like for computers doing the programming and shit because they got computer screens that are like three feet tall they're like huge cereal boxes and uh yeah they was they had like their program up and stuff and my buddy that was with me he's like yeah you see these like the servers or whatever they have they're thousands of dollars a piece and they have like eight of them for gaming and and all that and uh but then you can't even clean up cat shit and trash and old 
food stuff. And I'm like, man, it's just ridiculous. I what believe. is wrong with people? Well, they're, I'm guessing they're addicted to, uh, to playing their Final Fantasy or uh, Magic, whatever the hell it's called. Magic the Gathering shit. So That's- you're pretty much just going from residential house to residential house. And yeah, don't, I wouldn't say the company or anything like that because you just, you never know the thousands of fans. That oh, listen. yeah. You never no. know, but no. you just never know. But you're just and going I'll- from residential home to the home and, and putting in these chargers for Tesla. That many people out in Scottsburg and Louisville and are, are buying Teslas. I cannot believe every single day. And if I'm not doing one, you know, because there's three service guys and they kind of try to split them up. But, yeah, I did two today. Both I went left that one and um, went to Sellersburg and done done another one. Polar opposite. This guy's house was immaculate. You could literally eat off the floor. And he had a pool table, a drum set, all this podcast stuff all in one room and Daniel's like, damn, he, this guy's like your secret uh, best friend or something. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, he and blonde hair and glasses. I'm like, this this damn, this is weird. This is my uh, bachelor pad. If I was a bachelor, it's where I'd be at. Hey, man, did we just become best friends? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, <laughs> should put your balls you wanna on go, You want to go set. do karate in the garage? <laughs> <laughs> He he had a punching bag in the garage, and he had a he had the disc golf. It, I mean, this thing was like a, one of them luggage rollers you see people going through the airport. He had a whole damn backpack luggage roller with like five hundred different discs in it, all different colors and shit. Where they, you know, and he even had the rack with the chains on it where you take them out and throw into them and shit. And I'm like, damn man, this guy's got every toy that I wish I had. Let me ask you this. How many kids did he have? Yeah, I didn't see any pictures of any kids. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> yeah, his house is way too straight for that. <laughs> that one Hazel's equivalent to about 500 of those Nova discs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no shit. That's a good point. <laughs> oh, man. I love how it's convincing that guy. Uh, let me see your robotic leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And uh, uh, her, you know, it's just, it's what it is. And I mean, you know, kids just, they say what they see and they don't, they don't have time to think about a bullshit lie, you know, so they, they just call it like they see it. <laughs> That's right. I, you know, I don't know how I, I mean, how do you, how do you feel about that? Do you like going in and out of people's house like that all day? I think that would kind of freak no. me out a little bit. Yeah, I know. I don't like it at all. And, uh, I did at first, you know, and I mean, I do like, I like it because it's something different every time. And I, when I was doing the commercial stuff, man, like I, every single day I knew exactly what I was doing. Uh, you know, I could be doing the same thing for four days. Like we got loaned out to a, a, a bigger electric company there when COVID started and, uh, you know, they're friends of the company, I guess. And we were doing this huge church and I learned so much stuff working at this church. Um, like they, before they poured the concrete and put the floors down and stuff, they took a piece of bone from this old saint and they put it in a gold box and buried it under the freaking church before they built on top of it. Really? Yeah. They spent like $20,000 on this something you're going to bury under the church, but they're all up there on, you know, the knobs where all the rich people are. And, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So every day I knew exactly, I pulled wire in the same spot for four days, you know, like, and that just, man, I, I didn't like that either. It was like groundhog day, but, uh, but I don't like going in people's house because, you know, like you said, it could be, of the nastiest i was at one here a while back and i think i might have told you but there was like 20 something cats man and 12 litter boxes lined up and i mean all of them full and they're about a foot two foot away from the panel that i had to stand in front of all day yeah that ain't that ain't for me man no i mean 
that's just not – I don't know. I, I'm i with you. I think I, I – I'm sure that you walk into these situations and you got to think outside the box and it's got to spark some creativity or, you know, almost like custom jobs that you're doing more than going from like commercial place to – or working on the same site for weeks at a time, but that ain't that ain't for me. Going in and out of people's houses like that, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, everyone, you know, the next one could be a poor old lady who's eighty years old and has nobody, you know, and <laughs> she's had four scumbags already come over there and take her money and tell her it was something, and then you know, the whole time it's a a breaker or something, you know. Damn. And it, so getting help like that is nice. Yeah. But I don't know. So it's been a week. At least you get some UFC this weekend. Oh, man. Do we ever. God. Have you seen how, first off, uh, UFC March 19th, it's back in London. Uh-huh. It's, not a, it's not a pay-per-view. It's a fight night. I know. See, that's – that's weird because whenever we was talking about it yesterday, or yeah, the day before, and uh, I said something about the Dublin and fight night or whatever when Connor had fight night over there, and dude, you can go back and watch it, and I mean, there's shit in the flying through the crowd at all times, you know, like people throwing shit back and forth, and I mean, it's so loud, and and everybody they're chanting and all kinds of shit, and it was a fight night. I'm like. How do you get this kind of crowd for a fight night? We've gotten so used to, you know, 20 people in the crowd on fight night. It's like, damn, I forgot that they cover can cover a lot of ground doing that every weekend. Yeah, I agree. The last UFC London show was in March of 19. Jorge Masvidal knocked out Darren Till. That oh, was shit. the headliner. I wish I would have been watching that one live. Can you imagine? Because Darren Till is, I mean, he's literally like uh, Michael Jackson over there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Michael So yeah. we're now looking, what is that, three years later? Uh, three years later, the headliner is going to be uh, Alexander Volkov versus Tom Aspinall. What? When mm. I didn't hear that. Yep. Oh, shit. I, we were just talking about how bad we wanted to see him in action. And you want to talk about uh, step up in competition. I mean, oh, we're going to see what Aspinall is made of for sure. This could be I'm, – I'm hoping not, but this could be, you know, like a giga cater step up in competition, you know, like where they say there's levels to this and, you know, he's clearing out everybody at 15 or around 15. And then you step up to the, just the number five, them top five. And, I mean, you get your entire face split from one side to the other. I'm just hoping that's not, you know, how it is for Aspinall. But I, that dude is – he's a freak athlete. He reminds me of Gone, you know. like He might be even a little quicker because I think he's a little smaller. And I mean, there's no chance up. that he dominates like Gone did, right? I don't know. I mean, you know, and sometimes you think somebody's smaller because of the way their frame looks, you know, like Frank Mir. But then whenever he, once they get in there and they square off, you're like, man, he's not that much smaller. He just, you know, that's like gone. If you if you've seen him, you know, like just well, Francis, too, but they're just they're built perfectly. It's like normally when a guy's 300 pounds, he's you can see it you know, like Jake Collier. But uh yeah, man, I that's a big I might Volkov might be on his way out too, I think. He could be on a skid. I mean, you never know. He's fought killers. You think out of like on his way out of the USC to another promotion, or you think that he's I mean he's he's not a young guy. He's you no. know, he's thirty four and nine. Um well, he's thirty three years old. Hell in this Oh, is he? I thought this, he was thirty seven. Yeah, thirty three years old. Uh oh, in this sport, that is young. He's been yeah, at it a long time. In this sport, you also I mean, he also could knock out Tom Aspinall and go on a four-fight tear, you know, because it only takes changing a couple things, you know. Yep. Especially when you're almost seven foot tall. Yeah, I mean, you're right. 
I love looking back at some of these records and seeing these guys. I mean, some of these guys, uh, Chick Congo, he he lost to. Uh, he beat Roy Nelson. I mean, it just names that you you haven't heard of in five, six, seven years. Hell, sometimes ten years ago. And like these yeah. guys that are like bridging the gap between the old school and the new school. I always think is so cool. Yeah, like Frankie Edgar. Like Frankie Edgar. Yep. Yeah. I mean, how cool would it be to like be a guy that could sit there and say, uh, "Yeah, win, lose, or draw." Like I, I fought. Anderson Silva, but then I also fought whomever, you know. Uh, Uriah Hall, yeah. Uriah Hall, right. I mean, it's just bridging that gap. But, yeah, uh, gosh, Volkov, in his last maybe 10 fights, some of these names, Derek Lewis, Greg Hardy, I mean, Greg Hardy, uh, huh. Cur- Curtis Blades, you know, Overeem, Cyril Gaon, Tibera. So, yeah, this is going to be a good one. Yeah, it is. It'll be a tester. Uh, a couple of the other, um, what do you call it, United Kingdom fighters, Jack Shore, 15-0. and 0. Uh, He's fighting Timur Vilaev. Huh. Vilaev, yeah. It's it's not a lot of Patty Pimblett. He's fighting Rodrigo Vargas. Uh, Rodrigo Vargas right now is the 93rd ranked lightweight worldwide. Patty Pimlet's 52nd. I I don't understand what they're doing here. I don't know. Uh, Molly McCann. Wait, that's who Patty's fighting? Yeah, Rodrigo Vargas. Really? They're trying, I think they're trying to prove a point, you know, like just because you talk a good game and, you know, you come in with hype, we're not going to jump line, you know, and, and. But, I mean, it is good for him to get – because, like you were talking, there's levels, you know. Um, so, it is good to to see where they're at by giving them, you know, not throwing them straight in the top ten. Unless you're Chandler, I guess. Unless you're Chandler. Vargas <laughs> fights out of Mexico. He had he lost to Alex Da Silva back on uh, August of 19. He lost to Brock Weaver. February of 20, he beat – his last fight was April of 21. He beat Zhu Rong. This was on Usman versus Masvidal 2. Zhu Rong. But, uh, yeah, I get what – you know, I, I guess I look at it a couple ways. Pimblet, he's – they're trying, I guess, maybe make him a face. At least he's trying to make himself the face of the USC. You know, he's got the barstool, uh, barstool thing going on. Maybe they're trying to baby step him on his way up. Why? Why he can still make some money? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, unless yeah, they're making him prove himself. But. Um, Jake Hadley, he's fighting Alan Nascimento. So, not a ton of names on this thing. No, there's, there's not. But I guess I mean it's it is a fight night. So, that's right. Got to remember. What was your takeaway from the uh, the Cater Chikatsi fight? Oh man, I think it was beautiful. I think he came back and made a statement for sure. But the the stats on them fights, him and Max, and then this one, I was listening to him talk about their numbers, and I just cannot believe. How many shots Max threw and landed in that fight? Compared because Cater looked like a stud last weekend. I mean, he. I thought Giga was. I mean, you know, everybody did. Everybody was on the hype, and he come out and shut him out, man. I mean, laid his eyes open. I thought it was great. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah, and I'm with you. I. First off, I would have never imagined that. I picked Giga. I think a lot of people did. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, but to come, it's like you said, to come back from a defeat like he had against Max Holloway, to take the punishment that he did, pick himself off the ground, and and come back and do that. I mean, that that's damn impressive, man. 
Yeah. And that Fair. was definitely that was a test. I mean, the UFC was giving him. It's okay if, if you if you want to stay, you know, relevant. You want to you want to stay in this uh, top five, top ten. You you've got to get this W. I mean, I don't think a lot of people gave it to him. Uh, nope. Tough guy, man. Tough guy out of Boston. Oh, what do you think's next for him? Well, and, and I mean, you know, people talk about those numbers, and but they also he, him. He was still standing. I mean, he was too tough for his own good. So just like I said, it only ta- it takes changing one or two things, and he can give Max, you know, a run for his money. He knows he can't finish him. So. I mean, I think him and Ortega, I mean, two guys who who don't quit, you know what I mean? That would be a good one. I love that. I'm with oh, you. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. I mean, both guys lost to Holloway. Um, uh, you know, Ortega. Oh, yeah, had, yeah. I like that, too. I really do. I mm-hmm. think that uh, – I think Yair would, you know, I, it's for me. I would take either one of those in a heartbeat. I think yeah, either I one of those is going to be a good fight. Them three, them three can fight in any combination, and it it's going to be them top five can fight in any combination. Think about that top five. I mean, any combination they fight in is going to be badass. The only one is that's not as exciting to me is. The one that's getting ready to get the title shot. You know what okay. I mean? Like if you if you put the zombie and Ortega, Volkanovsky, Holloway, and Cater all in the the last one I'm gonna pick is the zombie. I mean but I'm because he's damn good too, but among that top five, you gotta be like a super stud. Yeah, it is odd that, you know, of all the featherweights that are out there, like, they chose Zombie. I I don't – again, I don't know what it is. Sometimes these decisions that they make, I mean, obviously they know what the hell they're doing. (laughs) But but think about it. Volk just beat the hell out of Ortega, and Ortega had just beat – his fight before that, he had just beat the hell out of Zombie. So it's like, man, you want us to pay $5 more than we were paying uh, three months ago, but you want to – no. I mean, I'm I'm happy for that fight, but I just think it there could have been a more exciting fight. What I mean, Josh Emmett. Yeah. You know, he was coming off a win against um, – um, I always butcher his name. Is it Dan Edge? Ige. Dan Ige, he's coming off a win off of Ige. That was just in December. He was throwing his name in the hat. Hey, I want this fight. Yeah, but I guess. I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't like how. Did you see Yair? Like, you sent me that thing, and I didn't. I didn't know it was an actual quote. And uh, I then I seen it on Twitter, and I'm like, damn, man. I think that was a little bit little bit too far, you know, cussing like that and calling him names and stuff. It's like, I don't know. That just didn't sound like the Yair that, that we seen when he fought Max. He was, like, really respectful and really cool. But I don't know. People say dumb shit. Yeah, and that's kind of like what Volkanovski was saying. He's like, just, you know, relax. You haven't fought in how long. You came back. You didn't even win. I mean, yeah. yeah, you put up a hell of a fight against Max Holloway, but he it's not like you won. I mean, what what do you feel like you? I I don't get what he feels like he earns there either. I mean, it was that was no. a great fight. I think you've got Ortega. You called it. I think Ortega. You've got um, uh, his name's escaping me now. Cater. You've got um, uh, Yair. Those are three names that you're going to have to take a look at. And then, you know, there's a couple other guys, like right on the, the outside cusp. Like, um, I know that he lost the Chitkase, Bryce Mitchell's one. Um, what is, I guess he's fighting Edison, Edson Barbosa next. He beats Barbosa, man. He's he's right there in the conversation as well. Undefeated. He is undefeated. Man. 
I know that's your man. He hasn't fought in a little while either. That's gonna be yeah. anxious. That that's uh that's right around the corner, man. That's right in March. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Jay Collier? Oh, Lee's bigger than a house. <laughs> Did you see that picture where he was uh, when he was fighting at middleweight? He looked like a damn meth head. <laughs> now that he now that he weighs four hundred pounds, he looks like a meth head in that one picture. <laughs> Yeah, I did see that. I saw that on his uh, his last fight as well. Uh, yeah, he but, fought uh, light heavyweight for a while too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And uh, but what I was gonna say is, I really like that dude now. After listening to him and you know him explaining the fight and talking talking through it, I really do like that dude. He's a good guy. Yeah, I think he's got, you know, he's got potential. I mean, I don't I don't think he's ever going to do anything that uh, I don't ever see him competing for the heavyweight title. I think the heavyweight man right now, they are, a, you know, a five-horse race, maybe, truthfully, maybe even a three-horse race. I don't even know if I'd put Derek, Derek Lewis in that top three. I don't know. Uh, after yep. his fight with uh, um, Darkest. Well, with Doc, is yeah, but I'm talking about uh, how he performed against Gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm still putting Stipe in there. I think I that uh, even though that dude hasn't fought, in, you know, since last March, uh, I, I still think you can't just completely write him off. I mean, he lost Hell to the no, heavyweight champion. Hell no, he's only lost once to the heavyweight right. champion in the past. I mean, that's what I don't understand there. Everybody's – not you, but everybody else is acting like he's on a two, three fight losing streak. It's like, no, he got knocked out by the fucking baddest man on the planet. And that was, you know, that's when he lost his belt. He didn't get an immediate rematch. He hasn't been talked about in the interim belt. He, you know, they're talking about him and John Jones, which that'll, you know, that could, what if John Jones comes out and he's, the John Jones, like he was when he left, he's just bigger, and he'll kill Stipe. That's right. Especially if he wears that dumbass haircut like he did with uh, Francis. That makes, him, <laughs> that makes him look ten times worse when you get knocked out and you got your damn hair parted like that. <laughs> I love that haircut. No, you don't. No, you don't. You're full if of I, shit. If I had that beautiful feathery hair like that i'd be rocking that haircut every day <laughs> that is embarrassing feathery say, hair. That, that's called it looked like hair plugs they're all thin <laughs> as, real thin as hell that poor bastard he bouncing knocked, around knocked out loses his belt he looks like a freaking right like a uh, cockatoo or something yeah he's standing up there making that face like oh well you know like oh well and it's like god dude his hair looks fucking ridiculous <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, the guy who came out—I uh, think it was yesterday. You watched the press conference. I didn't, but uh, he came out and said that he's—he's he's done talking about John Jones. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I, I don't Man, know I, that press conference the, when him and Cyril started going back and forth. And I mean, it's just hard not to believe Cyril. I don't know what it is about him. It's hard not to believe him, and it's hard not to be like, he is a good dude. You know what I mean? So where they're going back and forth about getting knocked out? Yeah, well, they were going back and forth about the uh, that video that came out of sparring practice. Uh-huh. And uh, Francis, they brought something up. And Francis, you know, like, Cyril said something about them being teammates. You know, teammates previously, and Francis is like, no, we were never teammates. And it's like, he was just, I don't know, he's kind of being a dick. But, uh, yeah, Cyril was like, they talked about the video, and Francis said something about knocking him out. And, and Cyril's like, well, repeat that again. Look at me and tell me that, that that happened. And Francis was like, I knocked you down or knocked you out. And Cyril's like, no, 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 no. Don't, why are you lying? You know, like sitting there saying that you knocked me out and you clearly, he said, you did. He said, you hurt me. He said, you hurt me. And we were sparring. We were in practice and you threw a left high kick during sparring 
and kicked him in the head. He's like, and you did hurt me, but you did not drop me. And Cyril, you could just tell, man, he usually don't, he don't get mad and he don't, you don't ever show it, but I can see it in his eyes. He's like, Oh God, I'm going to get this motherfucker. Damn. Yeah. And then he was hitting it. I told you he was hitting mitts and he, his striking is so, he looks like a, a featherweight. His striking is so crisp. He immediately puts his hands right back where they go. He's, I mean, he is good. I saw but, that man. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, He's crisp. He's precise. He's hitting but mitts, though. Again, yeah, I was going to say, but then again, <laughs> I watched Francis, and his uh, his trainer had to get full body armor on. <laughs> From head to toe, he had pads on, and Francis was kicking him across the ring, and he's knocking the breath out of him, with, you know, with a check hook and to the body. Right. And I'm like, geez, this, he can definitely knock out a horse. I'll tell you this, and I, you know, I saw a perfect example of it last week. I was blessed to be able to watch live boxing two nights last week, both Friday and Saturday night. A kid that, uh, that I, I watched kind of grow up in the ring. Uh, I really got to watch him not start from, from scratch, but, you know, he wasn't too far along before I came in uh, and started training boxing and him and I even sparred handful of times and uh he currently is like the top uh two uh amateur fighter in in the country in his weight division right out of uh, louisville indiana he's actually out of jeff and so he came to cincinnati um he was fighting in the silver gloves regional where they put like pennsylvania ohio uh tennessee Kentucky, Indiana, they, they group them all together, these regions across the country. Um, and every, like, so many weekends, they they battle it out. And then whoever wins their weight classes, then they go, like, his next step in February is to Missouri, and they go fight other regions. Well, it, it's you say it every time, man. Every time we do these call or all these podcasts, I'm not sure, always like, all it takes is one punch. Yeah. And, man, this kid on top of the world – he didn't get knocked out. He he's escaped with the victory, but it, it definitely was way closer than it should have been. And it's like all it takes is just a couple practices. You're not on top of your game. Um, you know, I'm a big believer. Activity breeds activity. It's like it, the opposite goes the same way. You have a couple down days. They kind of pile on top of each other. You got somebody that's on top of their game, even though that they're, you know, not even really close to the level that you're at, anything could happen. And man, he just skirted by. But it's it's interesting to see that stuff to me because it's, it's like that's just that's anything that could be like life, man. That's just that's just how it is. And I, I look at that like tomorrow night. You know, it's easy to look at these guys on paper and be like, Naganu's power gone is, you know, he's just uh uh an MMA. He's so um. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? I mean, he could do just like anything. He's so quick, but it's like, you don't know what's going on with these guys. No, no, you don't. You have no idea. And, and Naganu, man, he hasn't fought since March of last year. That's a long time away. I mean, you're damn near talking about a year. Yeah. Of not yeah. being in the ring, a dude that's his size to go in there with somebody against gone, I don't know. It's gonna, I, it's intriguing. During the press conference, I I was sitting there thinking, you know, to myself, these guys are going to, because it's so it's so much a sport now that, you know, sometimes you forget because there's so many fights and it's, it's it's like I said, it's so much of a sport now that these two are going to get in there and lock the cage behind them. And they're going to fist fight. You know what I mean? That's right. They're going to fist fight until somebody gets their ass knocked out or choked out. Or, I mean, they get cut open and the ref has to stop it. They, they're going to get their fist fight. And, uh, and I was watching them, and they're both massive. When they, were stand, when they were facing off, and Dana was staring up at both of them, and, and they're both, you know, jawing back and forth, I'm like, 
these dudes are going to clash and it's going to sound like two trains hitting. And uh, I don't even know where I was going with that, but I was sitting there thinking it's going to be, it's going to be a fucking car wreck in the middle of the octagon. Well, man, let's and dive in. You were talking about it being it's such a long layoff. And, um, you know, if you haven't been in there in a year, it's it's not like they're going to shoot basketball. They're in a fist fight in a year, you know, in front of that crowd. He fought in the apex last time. And in front of that crowd, you know, going into a fist fight, you know, the guy across from you, you've been, you know, arguing with, and he has not, he's had a smile the whole time. It's like, that shit will get to you, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, and the guy who seems like he's just cool, calm, collected, too. I mean, he seems yeah. like he's got a, a good, a, a good, solid head on his shoulders. But, yeah, man, I mean, it, he's human. <laughs> it's, you know, and, and there's there's rhythm and there's timing and there's a lot of things that he's going to have to try to pick up quick. And he's doing it against what looks, the, I mean, against the heavyweight champion of the world. I mean, it's belt versus belt. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. And we haven't even talked about the the other title fight, which is going to be, dude, after that press conference, that's another one. Moreno, always smiling. But Figueredo was saying some stuff, man, that, you know, he was calling him a bitch. He was going to kill him. He's going to tear his head off and all this shit. And they're going back and forth, too. And it's like, this is going to be a good one because Davison's right. He is one of the scariest flyweights on the planet. And um, and he's never, he, you know, he's lost, what, twice? And he's come back both times and almost killed the guy. Yeah. And he's taken it com- way more serious. And he's, you know, been training with Henry Cejudo, which apparently is, you know, like shaking hands and selling your uh, soul to the devil for, <laughs> for, for perfect fighting skills. <laughs> you know what I mean? I I know what you mean. Let me ask you: Did Figueroa? Do you know? Did he win the belt versus Alex Perez? Because Benavidez never had the belt, correct? No, but I think they did. They do an interim. <clears throat> yeah, yes, I think I watched it the other day. They did an interim. I'm pretty sure him and Benavidez, and he almost okay. murdered. And he almost murdered Benavidez. Okay. So yeah. and then he won the belt there, and then he beat Perez, and then he uh, he lost to Moreno. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, we'll and earlier we were talking about Cejudo. You know, he's another one that was, you know, chirping at Alex Volkanovski, and I was just going to say, Volk is he's probably the best champ we got, dude. He is a professional. He is, you know, a champion, one hundred percent champion, and that dude. Ain't none of them should be uh, begging to go in there with him. But that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, dude, he's classy. He knows the game. He obviously works his ass off. And, and you're right. I mean, these guys are begging to jump in there with him. It, I don't see anybody at his level, which is crazy to say, as phenomenal as that division is, I don't think there's anyone at his level. I. I don't think it matters if it's the zombie, if it's Emmett, if it's Holloway. I don't think it matters. This dude's just on another planet right now. Yeah. And what does he do? Does he move up? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think he should. I mean, can he roam with Peter Young? Well, he would be moving up to Charles Oliveira. Or all there, right? Yeah, that yeah. was moving down because he talked about yeah. moving down, didn't he? I don't know. I remember that they said he was like, "How big was he? Two hundred and sixteen." Yeah, when he played rugby, two sixteen. Yeah, so <laughs> nice one forty five. That's nuts. Yeah, so he moves up to the the lightweight, the one fifty five, and that division may, dude. That division may be. Uh, Dustin Poirier is talking about going to 170. I mean, yeah. Oliveira talks about going to 170. Can you imagine, though, seeing Volk fight, you know, like Benil Darius or Makachev or even Chandler? What if Chandler and freaking 
Volk would fight. That would be in fire, dude. That would be a badass fight. Think there's so many in the lightweight division. I know there's a lot in the featherweight division too, but if he not if he went if he defends his title two more times, I'm gonna start freaking begging for him to go to lightweight. Do you think these guys know how good Darius is? Do you think that's why they're all talking about moving Dude, up? I was gonna say they're about to find out <laughs> because I mean, yeah. Makachev is the hype train, you know, the the next Khabib or whatever. But Dari, just because Darius talks different, that dude is from the same, you know, he's the same hard ass, whatever ethnicity he is. I don't think it matters because that is a grown man with body hair and he's, and he's a badass. Yep. February 26th. We're going to see what it's all about. I'd say that fight's going to be the next champion of the world. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would think so. But then again, you know, I, dude, it's hard to count out Olvera. I mean, against anybody. Yeah, I agree. Um, jumping into 270, uh, a couple of fights got scratched just a couple hours ago. What? Yeah. Dude, there, was all, there was already, what, 11? Yeah, Rodolfo Vieira versus Wellington Termins. Oh canceled, and then uh, the one I was wanting to watch, not more than any other fight, but man, I was looking forward to it. Was the uh, Ilya oh. uh, versus no. uh, Jordan? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. What the fuck, man? And I think Jordan took that one on like late, late notice. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like, I'm literally pissed about that. Yep, that's a bummer. I was looking forward to this seeing that one as well. Was already like, I was already on the fence about this, man, because only 11 fights. Uh, they raised the price, and uh, and that's crazy, though, because the Taporia fight, well, that was on the prelims. Yeah. So you could have watched that for free. So what's the main card now? So the main card <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it's shaping up. You got the two title fights. Um, Michelle Piera versus Andre uh, Fialo. Okay, that's going to be a good one. Cody Stamen versus Saeed Nur- Nurmagomedov. Oh, that one's also going to be a good one. Cowboy Cody. Yep. And then uh, Michael Morales versus Trevor- Trevin Giles. Yeah, so, that's going to be a good one, too, though. So, Michael I mean, Morales is bringing in a 12-0 record on that one. Oh, yeah. he He's good, real good. And it is interesting, isn't it, where, yeah, you got two belts on the line. You got the heavyweight championship. You know, see what kind of weight it really carries. I mean, in, in America, at least, uh, there's there's nothing being more, you know, more important than being the heavyweight champion of the world. But – if you're just a casual fight fan, not a lot of guys are going to be getting excited about Moreno versus Figueredo. And I shouldn't say that. I, I, you know, he's got Mexico behind him, but it's not going to sell a pay-per-view. Um, and I don't know. I, I'm anxious to see with these raised prices, what this thing's going to do. I'm really anxious to see what the next one does with Adesanya and Whitaker. Yeah, see now, now this one, dude, with all these fights getting scratched and the price being raised, and this one could tank. You know what I mean? I don't think it will because this this fight is going to be this heavyweight fight is going to be great. But then yeah. you think back to Ngannou and Derek Lewis from the worst fights of all time, and it's like you know you never know. What if they get in there dance around for twenty five minutes? But I don't think that's going to happen. But you never know. And, uh, yeah, this one could tank. But I think uh, Izzy, Robert Whitaker, man, I, I am pumped. I hope not, you know, that not a bunch of fights start scratching. But I am pumped for that fight. Oh, yeah. Me too. So let's go look at uh, – let's look at uh, Stamen and Nurmagomedov. 
Uh, Saeed is a minus 200 favorite. Stamen's a plus 170. Yeah. Uh, I heard James Krause talking about this fight, and I'm I'm excited to see it. I think originally I had picked um, Nurmaga Madoff, but I don't know, man. I think more and more I seen him at the uh, – at the press conference or at the fighter motel, but I seen the statement and he just, he looked relaxed. He was in a good mood, you know, like you could tell he, he was ready to go. And this is a do or die fight. So I think I'm, I'm rolling with cowboy Cody, he had a big old cowboy hat on. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yep. I'm going with Cody. I don't think I would ever bet against a Nurmaga made it off. However the hell you yeah. say it. Yeah. Even though they're they're not a there's no relation, he has no relation to the man. Um, I will say one thing that really stands out: six inch reach. Uh, he's got yeah. a seventy inch reach versus uh, sixty four for for Cody Stamen. I am thinking. I'm going to go with uh, Saeed on this one. I think that uh, Stamen's probably – Stamen's a wrestler, right, if I remember correctly? Yeah. Probably going to try to take it down. I know he's coming off of the, uh, the tough lofts with uh, Rob. But, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Saeed. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loses to Marab. That's right. I mean, I, I, can't, I cannot wait. Till that guy gets up in the top five, top ten. Did you Wait, see the, the picture of his collarbone? No, I heard about it. Oh, I didn't see it. you should Google that. It's pretty wild. Did you hear what uh, Ray Longo said? No. <laughs> he said that, uh, so they were, you know, Marab called him and was like, yeah, I broke my collarbone. I got to have surgery in a couple of days, you know, whatever. I, and all I, rehab is going to be so long and all this shit. And, um, and then another guy at the gym, I guess had broken his collarbone and it didn't need surgery or anything, you know, it just needed to heal. And the next day, I guess, after Marab told him all that shit, he come in and he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm good. I won't need no surgery or nothing. I'm good to go. And he's like, <laughs> uh, he's like, I just got to let it heal. And Ray Longo's like, I seriously think that that other dude broke his collarbone and, and it, his was different, didn't need surgery. And Marab immediately was like, oh, he don't need surgery? Well, fuck it, I don't need surgery either. <laughs> and he's just going to ride it out. And I'm like, oh, my God, this, that dude is a nut. <laughs> Those dudes are crazy, aren't they? Yeah. Who are you taking, Michael Morales versus Trevin Giles? Morales, 12-0. and 0. Uh, coming off his last win, the Contender Series. I can't even say the guy's name that he beat. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to hey, try. They don't stop you from trying normally. <laughs> <laughs> Nikolai Veritenikov? I would say it's Nikolai, but... Nikolai, uh, you're probably right. Uh, Travis Giles, he is the problem. 14-3, and three. he's coming off of loss versus... Driscus Duplessis. Yeah. Back five uh five months ago. Giles is the plus one hundred underdog. The twelve and oh good looking kid, man. Mike Morales. Uh twelve and oh out of Tijuana, Mexico, twenty two years old. This is gonna be one to watch right here because um Trevin Giles is good. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go. Man, I don't know. I, I did this last time. I I went um, against Trevin Giles, and I paid for it. And um, I t- I told myself this time I'm gonna pick. You know, it's this first instinct. Whoever I'm feeling, I'm picking. And I shouldn't be going back and forth like this. But you keep talking about Morales, like you know, you're getting me intrigued. I'm going with Giles. Ah, I'm actually taking Giles as well. Oh, man. I've got my picks locked in. I think it's going to be an upset. I really do. Yeah. 
I think there's something to say about experience. Morales just doesn't quite have it yet. This isn't the contender series. This is a this big isn't the, arena. This is right. Giles, uh, you know what I love about when I uh, mispronounce names? You never correct me. You just say them the right way. <laughs> uh, well, well, I don't. I feel bad. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to scold you. <laughs> Like you're not taking this shit serious enough. This ain't a game. This ain't a game. <laughs> this is fucking life. No, I think hey, Jazz, she gets a kick out of it more than I do when she listens to it. <laughs> oh, it's fun. Uh, Michelle Piera versus Andre Fialo. I did well, get that right with Michelle, right? Uh, I think it's Pajeda, but um, <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about um, the guy that he's fighting. What's his name? Fialo? Andre Fialo? Fialo? Yeah. Uh, I heard uh, on Anik Florian podcast, they were talking about this dude, and, and they were saying that he is a killer. Like, He's got some serious knockout power, I guess. And he's super fast, they said. So fast with that knockout power. And and then Pajeda is like one of the most unorthodox, you know, long strikers. Dude does flips. Remember, he's this nut job that done, done the front flip and landed on the guy. Remember? <laughs> and, oh, uh, yeah. Like he'll run off the cage and shit. And, like he's super long. And, uh, yeah, I think with, that's going to be a good one with his striking and then Piallo's, uh with his power and speed, that's going to be a clash, too. Hmm. Fialo's out of – I'm taking Pajeda. Who are you taking? Fialo's out of Portugal. Pajeda? Uh, Rio de Janeiro, it's hard to go against Brazil, guys. That's because I'm old school. I always have that yeah. theory. I like the uh, who have you fought and uh, where and where are you from. I think uh, it doesn't stand like it used to, but it's still important that uh, these guys are from Brazil. Minus 280 favorite. Yeah. And you're right about the knockouts. Knockout, 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 knockout. This uh, Fialo, man, he definitely has power. This would be a good fight to watch. Yeah. You know what he don't have, though? He don't have the uh, – Pajeda looks like a better-looking version of the, the uh, Bigelow off of Deuce Bigelow, uh, Mount Gigolo or whatever. <laughs> or maybe – yeah. He looks like a better-looking version of that Gigolo. <laughs> Pajeda's Nico Price, Chaos Williams, uh uh, Diego Sanchez. Yeah, I'm going Piera. Pajeda. Pajeda. Yeah. Yeah, because Chaos Williams is like on a tear. And I picked him to beat Pajeda. And this dude keeps proving me wrong. So I'm taking him this time. Pajeda now the 17th ranked welterweight in the world. Uh, a lot of. I may be wrong in this. I'd have to go back and take a look, but I feel like I see a lot of welterweights on this card. Um, yeah. Go back to the co-main event. Brandon Moreno, the assassin baby, versus Davis. Is it Davison? Figueredo. Yeah. They just said Davison. Davison Figueredo. Davison's twenty and two and one. Moreno's nineteen five and two. Moreno's story is one of my favorite ever. Uh, losing, getting dropped by the UFC, coming back, winning the belt, beating them again. Fan of Legos. He's just a likable dude, man. Yeah. Yes, he is. He's so likable that I'm riding with him until he he gets beat. You know what I mean? I think he, uh, I think he's got too much fight in him. And their first fight was a war, and 
Figueroa or Figueredo, whatever they call it. Um, he threw all out, full swing haymakers and and landed, and Moreno did, it didn't drop him. He was still on him, and uh, with a chin like that and a heart, dude, I think you're gonna have to kill him. Literally, like paralyze him before he'll stop. Plus, I heard that they, him and his coach, I wasn't going to say what I wanted to say. I don't want to get canceled <laughs> off of uh, Anchor, but his coach, that Eric Albana or Albana or whatever, Paulo Costa's boyfriend, uh, he, he was playing his walkout song. And then Figueroa, Figueredo, plays it at the press conference. He's sitting there. They ask him a question, and he's taking all his time going in through his phone doing something, and he plays this song and sticks the microphone up to his phone, and they took Will Smith's song, getting jiggy with it, and they changed that part, and it's, it says getting figgy with it, and I'm like, that is <laughs> the dumbest shit that I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> da, 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 da. Getting figgy with it. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I don't know. There's two things that I'm really, really intrigued to see. Number one, the Cejudo make a difference. And number two, does the fact that this dude was so tied up in this gym that he was trying to start in Brazil during the last fight, is there truth to that or is it it fiction? Is it just, you know – a storyline to get another match. First time in UFC history that uh, a trilogy is ha- a trilogy's happened back to back to back fights. Um, Moreno, like you said, he took some serious bombs. He's got the chin. How long does that chin last? Can he stand withstand those bombs again? My heart wants to go Moreno. I've got Moreno locked in on my pick right now, but I'm I. I'm very, very close to changing this thing. Um, and I think I'm going to do it. I'm actually doing it as we speak. I just changed uh, it. I just want to figure it out. I, you know, man, I, I'm i not, like, impressed. Like, this guy is, uh, you know, I don't feel like he's a top flyweight ever. I feel like, I don't know. There's just something about him. I, I really do put a lot of emphasis on, that whole, I was trying to start a gym up for my family to give my family a, a job and support. And I was just so tied in it and it took away from my training. I've been seeing him online a lot on Twitter and Instagram where he's, he's working out with, uh, with Cejudo. I know he's putting the time and he's putting the work in. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, am gonna, I'm gonna call the upset here. Well, we've all been wrong before. <laughs> that's all right huh. and I'd hate to see it truthfully that's what sucks I don't want to see Marino lose but uh, it is what it is yeah, you're here we go the heavyweight champion the the predator versus Bond Gaiman uh, Naganu weighed in what did I see he weighed in at 257 versus uh, uh, Cyril Gone at 247 10 pound weight difference Damn, they're both white. Doesn't look like it, does it? No. How can you be that light on that kind of frame? Does that blow your mind? Yeah, it's nuts. Especially since they say muscle weighs more than fat. And both of them are fucking chiseled with muscle. So, I don't know. Uh, Height, reach, all the same. Completely even. Naganu's 35. Gone is 31, the 10 and 0 heavyweight champion versus the 16 and 3 heavyweight champion. Both of them five five fight win streaks, uh, if not more. I who are you going on this one? Oh, dude, I'm I'm just gonna make it quick. This one's so hard to pick. I mean, if if you pick against either one of them, you're an idiot. If you you know what I mean, it's like what do you do? So I'm going with because I I think Francis is arrogant and I just he he got his belt he got to go show it off you know whatever 
I think Cyril gone is like somebody who's going to be at the top for a long time. You know what I mean? I think he's like a John Jones talent. And uh, I'm thinking Cyril gone. I think he's going to get the undisputed title. He's loyal to his coach. He's going to take it back to France. And he's probably going to whoop everybody that tries to take it for the next five years. And or he could get his head me. knocked off. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm going Cyril gone. Let's hear it. Gon's the better athlete. Gon's cardio. I think he's got the footwork. If this thing goes past the second round, uh, I would say Gon all day. I think yeah. Naganu, I think he's going to land a bomb. I, I don't think that Gon's ever felt – this ain't sparring. I, I, I don't feel like Gon's ever felt like anything like this before. All it's going to take is that one – signature bomb. Yeah, he's got 25 minutes to do it, but I think he's got to do it in the first 10. And uh, I, I don't see this being like an a Amanda Nunez type situation. I hate the layoff. I hate that, uh, you know, he hasn't fought in so long. Um, but I, I am going to Ganu, and I think it's going to be a second-round TKO. Ooh. <laughs> yep. yep. Well, well. It's get, I, I can't wait to find out. Yep. So excited. My man, this was fun. Yeah, it was. You're going to lead me to my fire starting. Get to my fire uh, stoking. <laughs> Sorry you got to go through that. Hopefully, uh, hope you can talk to the old lady and get that, uh, get that gas situation under control. Yeah, might have to uh, send my dad over there and one night maybe try to put her in a better mood (laughs) (laughs) take one for the team dad (laughs) (laughs) have you ever seen uh, seen Kingpin (laughs) (laughs) where she's in the rear view mirror (laughs) (laughs) he reminds me of my dad so I'm going to have to send him over there. <laughs> oh, that's great. The things we do for our families. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of families, I better get up here and help my wife referee. Yeah. All right, my brother. <laughs>